Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, June 16th, and we had a Federal Reserve meeting yesterday. The Fed raised interest rates by three quarters of one percentage point, 75 basis points. The new range is one and a half to 1.75 percent. This is pretty significant because we haven't had a 75 basis point increase since back in 1994. And you know, it was just six weeks ago at the May Federal Open Market Committee meeting when the Fed had a increased rates by a half a percentage point, and uh, the Fed chair Powell in his press conference said, ready for this, quote, a 75 basis point increase is not something the committee is actively considering. Well, they have considered it and they've done it. So this is a pretty important move. The Fed chair also said that one of the reasons that they decided to go with a larger increase was that we've had new data on inflation. Right. We had the CPI report out, showed an 8.6% increase in prices and everything was going up. So it was broad based price increases, not just food and energy. Importantly, the Fed chair also said that inflation expectations, not just in the short term, but in the medium and longer term, they're starting to rise. And that kind of freaks out the Fed officials, because once we as consumers or businesses start baking into our expectations, higher inflation, we shift the way we spend. And that's not good for the economy. Powell also mentioned that the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index, which was released last Friday, showed that sentiment dropped to a 50-year low, and that is totally around inflation. Look, they had to do this. Um, It's really important. Yes, it's going to cost more to borrow. Yeah, you might get a little bit more money from savings. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how the overall marketplace reacts to this idea that the Fed is chasing inflation and really not succeeding just yet. So, you know, in the moment, it looks like, oh, great, because the markets kind of reacted in a good way the day of the rate increases with a one and a half percent increase in the S&P 500, a two and a half percent increase in the NASDAQ. but. I don't know. That's just a day. So I'm not convinced yet. 
Anyway, the most important thing is that most of the decisions that the Fed is making, most of these things that are happening in the economy, they are impacting you and your choices in your life. And we are here to help you out. So if you have a financial question, give us a holler. Just go to JillOnMoney.com and click the Contact Us button. And then we'll be able to figure out what's going on, help you out. And don't forget to check the box. It says you'd be willing to come on the air. That's what Matt did. Matt is on the line from New Haven, Connecticut. What's going on? What can we do for you? Well, we're just trying to figure out. We have, um, you know, I have about $40,000 in in grad school student loans remaining. Um, and we're sitting on about maybe 160, 170,000 cash and just wondering if I need to get our savings caught up or, um, you know, if I should just go ahead and pay off all those loans. Is this a federal loan and is it under the, you know, is it under the freeze right now or are these private loans? You know, it's a, I think it's federal, but I've been paying it the whole time anyway. Okay, great. Um, and you've got a bunch of cash. You mentioned a we, so is there a partner? Yeah, my wife and I, yes. Uh, how much do you guys earn together? Yeah, I think, you know, maybe last year would be in the 230 range. Do you have children? Yes, two, uh, seven and 14. And have you guys um, started to think about putting money away for them for education or not? Yeah. So probably, you know, I think for my oldest, who's, you know, in eighth grade, we have maybe like 40 ish and a 529 and then about 15 for the seven year old. You guys earn this 230 grand. How much money do you contribute into retirement? Well, that that income hasn't necessarily been, you know, the case, you know, for several years. But I mean, currently, uh, you know, my I'm self-employed, so I have an IRA. My wife has a 401k. So maxing those out. Um, and then we have a brokerage um, account as well. How old are you? Just turned 46. And your wife? Uh, 45. So you're putting in a, a traditional IRA and you are self-employed, but you've just started to make more money. So so that's good. And your wife, is she maxing out her 401k? Um, yeah, she's close to maxing. Well, I, she gets a match, I think a 5% match. And then, yeah, the last couple of years, um, maxing it out. Yes. I'm saying max out to the limit, not to the match. So I'm correct. talking about like, correct. putting yes. all right, yes. good. So, okay, good. Yeah. Great. And how much money is in each of the accounts right now? I mean, I think, you know, the grand total is maybe like 325 how much is in that brokerage account? So that's about one, you know, one fifteen. House, rent, own. What do you uh, got? Yeah, uh, uh, house. So we have um, thirteen years left, uh, and the interest rate is, you know, in the twos. What's the house worth? Uh, maybe three twenty five, three fifteen, three fifty, and I think we have um. You know, we I think we paid like two ninety nine. So, and, ha- and so you have like a couple hundred left on the mortgage. One hundred seventy five. Yes. How is it that you accumulated so much cash? Did did you get like some uh, some big influx, or is this just because, as you said, you started to earn more and more recently, and so you're stockpiling cash? I don't. It wasn't like drastically that much more. I think it was more the the pandemic sort of coincided with not needing full time childcare and. Uh-huh. You know, like those expenses kind of just not being there anymore. Um, I mean, that was a big factor. And then, yeah, I think just that combined with a little more income, I think that was pretty much it. All right. Well, I have a couple of ideas for you. 
I am perfectly willing for you to pay off the student loans, like literally out of your cash account, which is earning 0.4%. I'm fine with you writing a check for 40 grand and being done. So, which leaves you 120. Do you have a sense of like what your real cash flow is? Like, uh, you know, what would represent a month of expenses for you guys generally? What would you say? With the student loan or without it? Without. I don't think it's, I mean, you know, the mortgage is maybe close to two grand, um, you know, typical, I don't, maybe five grand. I don't think it's that high. I mean, I'm going to totally say there's no way I'm calling a foul right now. I bet it's more like eight grand. Let's say it's okay. eight grand, just <laughs> for the heck of it. Okay. Yes. So, which, I mean, so, which means that like, you know, you've got more cash in this account than you need. And even after the pandemic, do you find that you're still stockpiling cash every month? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, you know, I think I, I've just sort of put all of the uh, other than like, you know, the the monthly amount we had coming out to the college funds before. I mean, I think I've kind of put most things on hold other than just mm-hmm. the, the, the retirement accounts just to kind of see where to go with all of this. What is your gross income? You as a self-employed person, what's the gross? I'd say like 150-ish. Would you be willing to start a little more aggressive funding of your own retirement account right now? Yeah. I mean, and I was actually planning on talking to my account about that as well. But yeah, like trying to figure out what the best solution is there. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so I I would talk to your accountant. It's just you. You have no employees, right? I have one employee. Oh, interesting. You do. Okay. So there's a little bit of a wrinkle when you have an employee. Okay. The best plans out there that you could put the most money away, you would be on the hook for putting away for your employee as well. If you want to put just a little bit more money in, not a ton more, but you could open something called a simple IRA where you would essentially put money in for yourself. I think you can put in like 14 grand this year. You have to make some contribution for your employee, but it wouldn't be huge. It wouldn't be like, You have to put, you know, 20 grand away for you and 20 grand away for that person. So talk to your accountant, say, you know, what do you think about a simple IRA? And I presume you want to keep this person as an employee. There's no way to make this a contractor, right? Correct. Okay. So yeah, I would, I would explore a simple IRA and that way you, instead of putting in, you know, whatever, you you know, for for an IRA, uh, instead of putting just six grand in, at least you can put 14,000 in, which I think would be good. You got to start saving some more money. Your wife is already maxing. As soon as you turn 50, you both get to put more money away. Are you the kind of person you think you're going to work for another 20 years? Or are you like, get me the hell out? I got to, I got to stop working as soon as possible. You know, I, I think maybe somewhere in between. You know? Okay. Um, Something. I like, yeah, I like to, yeah. I, not that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, I mean, look, I think you both have, you got to put some more money away for retirement. The other thing that I think is important is, you know, interestingly, just because of like timing wise, you know, I'm happy with you putting money in 529s. In fact, you know, of the 160 or 70 that's in cash right now, you may just want to top it off and like say like, you know, I want to get my cash working better. So maybe what you would do is say like if you put you know a couple thousand dollars and you can put up to $16,000 per kid, right? It's actually 32,000 between you and your wife. But, you know, I might just take of the, we just spend 40 grand to pay for student loans. I might take another 10 grand each and I'll pop that into the 529 plans. And then um, I think if you start saving a little more aggressively for yourself and then she's continuing to max out, you keep putting some 529 money in 
you know, and I think that you can keep using the brokerage account to accumulate more assets here. Generally speaking, this sounds like a situation where paying off that student loan, redirecting the money, getting money into accounts automatically is going to really benefit you guys. I think that that's what works best for most of us as human beings. Like, you know, when you have a pile of cash and it's like, I'm sitting on a pile of cash, what should I do? It's much easier to have this happen automatically. So you don't even have to think about it. And I would be, of course, remiss if I did not ask you about your life insurance and your estate planning. Do you have life insurance? Yes, we both have policies and the, you know, the, the, um, yeah, all the estate planning is taken care of. Great. In terms of the, the total savings, I mean, you know, based on everything else you've heard or, you know, do you feel like we're way behind or just, I mean, how would you assess that? Mark, are they way behind, behind or okay? No, no, no. They're not way behind. I think he needs to get a more robust retirement plan in place for himself. Once he does that and he's able to put away more money, that will really help. That's what I think. I think it's really predicated on you getting a better plan. So talk to the accountant, get the new account set up, get the um, student loans paid off, get the cash to work for you a little bit more. You know, listen, if you spent, it, it might be an interesting exercise for you only because you didn't really know it offhand. Like, let's see what we really do spend. Like, let's add it up. Let me just look at it. Great. Thanks so much. If you, like Matt, would like to figure out what to do with your old student loans, I mean, you've got a reprieve. You've got until September now. What you should do is really predicated on your situation. So should you pay them off or not? Should you save money in 529s or not? What is it that's on your list of things that you're thinking about? We want to help you out. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, check the box that says you're willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. I am not going to stop asking for that because my publisher is begging me, okay? Please, don't let me go back to my publisher and be embarrassed. Please, please, please do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 